morning. Um, thank you very much, uh, honorable members, for <clears throat> for joining this meeting. Um, you're welcome, all of you, uh, including the support team that is uh, amongst us. Um, can I request that, uh, Sabelo, can you flag the agenda? Um, there is the proposal for the agenda, honorable members. Um, let me start by saying that uh, we this uh, <clears throat> meeting was not scheduled in terms of the program, but we realized that there are outstanding matters that uh, we should... Um, um, adopt as a committee um, so that we give space for other things to do because um, the, the, the parliamentary program was extended even for this week. So there's the proposals, the proposal of, uh, for the agenda. Um, before we, <coughs> we go to the adoption of the agenda, I I will now invite honorable members to observe a moment of silence for meditation or prayer. Thank you very much. Um, can we? Can I get the mover for the adoption of the agenda? Adopt, Chairperson. Um, Honorable Butters, uh, move for the adoption. Can we get seconder? I second, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Masuta. Seconded. Um, Can we then note, uh, let me give an apologies, uh, apology for Koleswa, she's not well. Uh, Sabelo will be standing for her. Um, Sabelo, can we get um, um, apologies. Morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson and members. There are no apologies, Chair. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, the fourth item is the consideration so, of the adoption. Yes. Uh, Dr. Kumalo has raised her hand. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Doctor. Thanks, Chair. Um, good morning, colleagues. Um, I'm sure maybe I'm main, there isn't space in the program, Chair, but I just wanted to take 
a brief opportunity during the apologies to say thank you um, for the support during my time of bereavement. Um, I appreciate the thoughts and prayers as well as what was sent um, to the family from the committee. I really, really um, appreciate it. Thank you. Um, thank you, uh, Doctor. Thank you very much. Uh, and we we appreciate that uh, you are back. Um, um, you are back being very strong and welcome back. And uh, um, we know that healing is not uh, one thing. It's a process. Um, we can just encourage you to take it easy on yourself. And um, when you think you still need to cry, cry, uh, that's part of healing. And, and we, we welcome you back. Thank you very much. Maybe just to indicate that uh, um, from the office, our office, we, we had sent flowers on behalf of the committees. Um, um, during the, the, the bereavement of um, a doctor and his family, just to send our condolences on behalf of the committee. Um, <clears throat> can we then go to item number four? Okay, Joe. Yes. Um, Consideration of the adoption of the, the of the committee report on the World Urban Forum. Sabelo. Yes, Chair. I'm, I'm I'm putting it up. Just a minute, Chairperson.
चल ओकेटिंग um if with with your permission chair we'll go page by page if the if there are um uh, corrections that need to be to be raised then they'll be raised so this is page number 1 it talks about the um the attendance and um the the, the background for the invitation Uh, proceed uh, sabelo okay just present the overall and then uh, members will speak later okay so the, the the um this was a conference of the world open forum uh, and the the main theme was uh, transforming our cities for a better urban future and uh, it to provide greater insight and clarity on future on the future of cities based on existing trend challenges and opportunities so the forum was divided into into um uh, key uh, thematic areas those, those were um urban crisis and urban recovery equitable urban future greener urban uh, futures innovation and technology Uh, building up and re- um, resilience and uh, up and planning and governance future up and economy and finance <clears throat> and then um there were six key findings uh, the first one was humanity's future is untouchably urban and uh, the covid-19 pandemic um had a had a uh, a big impact on um, on 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 resolving um, issues of poverty and adoption of the 15 minute city concept and dialing principles in the daily needs we we close at at hand in in every neighborhood and informal employment needs to be supported not punished and vision for an optimistic optimistic future of cities must embody a new social compact climate change and environmental concern increasingly dominate future scenarios and then um and then the again and then the um on the closing in the closing ceremony um participant um of the united nation um it was recommended that they 
uh, they play an active uh, participation in UN agency and advisory, advisory group, and the various uh, sessions highlight, highlighting the key concern around climate development and uh, migration. Okay, report uh, to be considered, Chair. Um, attached, I think there is a declaration of the conference um, on the on the <coughs> on the on the mail that was sent to members. Um, can we then get hands to talk to the report? And um, I'm told Kolistra uh, has joined us. Though she's not well, she cannot speak uh, very well because she's got tonsils. Um, we we had agreed that him, she must not attend, uh, but uh, she she has attended. Um, can I get uh, members to talk to the report? Recording in progress. Um, 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 that the Gadgets, the one that is making noise. Thank you, Chair, and good morning. <clears throat> Chair, I think uh, the the summary is uh, it's welcomed. Uh, the only area that I think we need to add, in my view, we go to the world forums to learn and bring back for a possible implementation in our locality. So the issue of urban cities or uh, uh, new cities, it's something that uh, we need to have a discussion in in our country. I think it could be linked to what the president said of of smart cities. So I don't know how to phrase it, but I think there must be a statement that says, as parliamentarians, we would like to take this uh, experience to our cities for further engagement uh, to develop new cities that are are responding to renewables and and that kind of the new cities that uh, we could have where there are pavements, people to walk, the streets, uh, integrated transport, you know, that kind of vibrance in a city, a city that uh, is awake for 24 hours. Uh, I think the English people, Savelo and them, can phrase what I'm saying, Chair. Thank you, but I welcome and accept it. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, um, Honorable Butters. Uh, any second?
Maybe it's a question. Doctor? Thanks, Chair. Yes, my hand is up, Chair. I just wanted to find out if there was a way we could maybe get access to information and ideas and all that um, the delegation had learned, um, maybe for us to also just um, take some learnings from what was, um, you know, learned by by the team that the delegation that went over i'm not sure if there's a a chance that we can see what was discussed um you know what the discussions were and and what learnings we can also take um um, from yourselves as the delegation that went thanks jay um thank you doctor i i I think it's um the proposal um it's it's um, it's acceptable and um um there is um, i think even the um call it, what do you call it that um, there is a website um <clears throat> of the conference itself and documents um i think we should actually uh, package that and uh, circulate to to members Um, Honorable Masuta. Uh, thanks, Chair. I, I don't know if Sabelo could flag the key strategic challenges that face urbanization globally uh, that the delegation found to be resonant with our context in South Africa. In particular, I'm keen to know how issues of a special integration, um, if it came up in the deliberations, was dealt with in the context of such issues which in other countries is characterized as gentrification, which is a class issue where the poor cities and basically are cleansing themselves of poverty again. So I'm very unfortunate with this committee. Whenever it's time for me to speak, <laughs> there's load shedding and it affects network. And it's made it very difficult for me to contribute to the work of the committee. Unfortunately, I have no control. Am I still audible or should I? 
abandon my contribution. Uh, I I could hear you on on other parts, but the other part was so you we weren't able to hear what you're saying. Well, let me try again, and if it doesn't work, I'll just abandon and just accept that load shedding is the reality, the norm, which disrupt the ability for for people to really participate meaningfully uh, in the business of uh, of the day. I'll just abandon my effort like last time. Um, am I still audible? Yeah, but there's still that uh, funny sound. Uh, proceed, uh, Honorable Masuta. Yes, as I was saying. <clears throat> Where you are seated, please don't move. Or don't shift. Now you can hear you feel. Yes. I think the problem is not where I'm seated. The problem is that the network in the area is off. Load shedding. So the network becomes weak. So there isn't much that can be done until then. The load shedding has ended. It's consistent. Um, and if it doesn't work out, making sense uh, because of the breakage. Uh, on a... Hello. Now I've lost your voice. Uh, I think. Let me just. Let me just. Let. I'll just listen in um, and not participate in the meeting because clearly until the load shedding ends, uh, it won't work from my side. I hope you're hearing me. Yes, we, I, I can hear you. That's why I was saying whether, whether it's a spot where you are seated or... Because at some point we can hear you clearly. I'm not sure with other members. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm sitting at exactly the same spot. I don't even move my gadget. The issue is oh. not location. The issue is load shedding. Once okay. there's load shedding, the network becomes unstable. So when it's unstable, uh, breakage in communication. It's consistent like that. That's what okay. I'm saying. Can if, I suggest, Honorable Masuta, that after the the we've circulated all the 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 documents that were were at the conference to members, then we can then uh, maybe in in the one day we'll then put as they keep proposed that we come back and discuss, then those that were in that uh, meeting would then be able to um, um, 
lead the discussion in terms of what what other countries were were raising uh, in terms of their challenges around the or the how they've mastered um, their, to manage to build proper cities, like where we were holding the the conference, it was a, a, you could see that uh, um, everything that is required in terms of the city you have. Um, <laughs> so can can I propose that Honorable Masuta and and um, um yeah, no, whatever is being proposed it's fine um there was a report that was presented for discussion and yes. i was trying to make a contribution but obviously the communication network is failing me um i believe that having lived in more than one inner cities and having observed over a period of time uh, fundamental changes um, in the social structure um, underpinning some of those uh, uh, changes in inner cities, there were specific issues I wanted to raise. I've lived in the inner city of Johannesburg, for example, um, for well over a decade. And I've observed radical social change. Um, and I believed that there are issues that this committee should be seized with around, um, you know, radical positive or negative changes that appear in cities and how we respond strategically to those changes. That would have been my theme, but um, since we have difficulty of communication, I, I think I'll just defer until a, a better opportunity arises. Thank you, Chen. Thank you, Honorable Masuta. Honorable uh, Tulo uh, Malachi. And then followed by Honorable Chris Malamaji. Um, doctor, you are, your hands are still up. Legacy hand, Chair. I'll put it down. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chair. Uh, I think we had a progressive uh, conference. Uh, those that are of uh, some of us have had an opportunity to be to form part. Um, but, and I think the report uh, reflects most of the things that we. We've dealt with. Uh, I obviously, I agree with those that uh, we need to find time to give more meat. Uh, but I'll uh, I'll second uh, the adoption of the report. Thank you, Mr. Malimaja. No, thanks, Chair. Uh, I'm fine. I was to second the proposal that we be offered an opportunity to go through the report. I think it's very good, interesting, well-informed to can assist. I have no problem. Now that it's been seconded for adoption, uh, it's fine. We will hear from the officers when will you arrange that 
so that we share and input wherever we can put. Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Um, there was a second of Honorable Malachi who was part of the delegation. Thank you very much. Can we go to the next item? Honorable members, this is the draft report on the attendance of the Indaba, the Human Settlements Indaba, which was held on the 4th to 5th September 2022 in Natal. The theme of the Indaba was uh, transforming human settlements environment through accelerated planning, implementation, and public-private partnership. And this was, um, it was also aimed to mobilize uh, private sector, academia, NGOs, and traditional uh, leaders to partner with government in creating uh, sustainable human settlements in, across the country. And the delegation was the chairperson and uh, four members, which is uh, Honorable Malachi, Kumalo, uh, 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 Tafeni, and the content advisor, Sabi Lumgun. So the, uh, the, the Indaba was um, divided into key uh, focus areas, which is planning and development, uh, compliance and regulation, finance and transformation, the, and the, the entrenching empowerment and transformation in the delivery uh, chain. These, um, these focus areas were facilitated by um, human settlements entities, and they aimed to address the following, the unlocking opportunities to accelerate sustainable human settlements development, quality assurance within the changing landscape of human settlement sector, upscaling and sustainability of human settlements, human settlements and uh, locking opportunities to accelerate sustainable sustainability of uh, PPRA transformation agenda. And then the during the conference, um, the acting director general informed the delegation of the principles of the social compact, which was followed by um, uh, a, a post in the road, roadmap. And then in, in, the, in the closing, the minister indicated that um, the, 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 the entities were, would be busy with, the, with consolidating the report and that report will be presented at MinMEC and also um, at the portfolio committee. Uh, the report uh, to be considered, Chair. <clears throat> Chairperson? Yes, Sabelo, thank you. Um, can I get uh, input uh, from members? I have come, uh, Honorable Mark Masuta, uh, Honorable um, Butas, Honorable Malaj. 
Am I audible? Yes, Honorable Masuta. Yes. In the same vein, Chair, I'd still want to lift. Um, I, I hear the strategic issues that were covered, uh, which are most appreciated and relevant to our space. Um, but I would still feel that the particular issue of social class and how it um, impacts on this and strategic planning uh, in these urban centers um, is an issue which I would be keen as to how it was dealt with. So it links to the, again, to the question of gentrification, as well as the issue of dense, using urban centers for dense, densification as opposed to gentrification. Um, given issues of availability. Uh, population groups, um, increasingly space becomes less available and less costly and more costly to acquire for purposes of human settlement. Um, I do not know whether models have been um, presented from different jurisdictions. I've seen the Chinese, for example, uh, ramping up densification in order to accommodate large numbers of people in small land portions or special spaces uh, as a way of addressing questions of access to opportunities in urban centers, general development uh, and related issues, which I believe are challenges that confront us as a country uh, as we speak. How do we shift from the trend or rebuff the trend of the proliferation of informal settlements by ramping up special planning preemptively in order to avoid a situation of self-help based on desperation because uh, people are moving ahead of our strategic uh, policy planning and, and how other countries have been able to manage this. Um, I, I would be curious to know uh, how some of these issues were dealt with. Thank you, Chair. Honorable Malachi, we've lost uh, Honorable. Uh, who trusts the key? Yeah. 
Thanks, I think on the areas, of course, those that have attended, I don't know if, I think Honorable Chris was part of um, the delegation. Yeah, but apart from those amendments, Chair, I, I I move for adoption of the report. I, I didn't I didn't hear part the the first part. I just had the um, <coughs> oh the issue of the uh, honourable Malimans attending the. I think. Uh, <coughs> the the other issue that we need to get it from um, attached to this report should be the the declaration itself because now there there was a declaration and the yeah Or maybe we can we'll wait for the because there was an agreement that the the, pros, the report should be tabled to to the MinMEC first and then uh, adopt by cabinet. Then it then it will then be circulated. Will then come back to it. Um, <clears throat> but I just thought the, the 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 declaration might be important for. members. The Honorable Malazzi has moved for the adoption. Can I get seconders? Second, Chair. Uh, Honorable, uh, Honorable uh, Kumalo second the report. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go to the next item. Yes, sir. The program, Sabelo.
Chairperson, can you see the problem? Uh, yes, uh, Sabelo. Mm -hmm. There is a program uh, for the fourth term. Um, our focus will be on BRRR um, the first day of the of the 12th of October, when we come back from the oversight, we'll then be dealing with the BRRR. Um, <clears throat> fortunately, our department has tabled their annual report and, and, and all the entities. So, um, I think we just have to amend time. Uh, the time that we're giving for Auditor General is too little. We'll have to uh, increase it. And then the, um, and then um, the planning and monitoring and later we then meet with the department. And then on Friday, we're proposing that we should, we are going to request for Friday because if we don't do that, we might not finalize the, <clears throat> the BRRR before a Minister of um, Finance is pre presenting the, the, MTEBFS. Did I call it correctly? Medium term. Yeah. Framework. Which is in October. And then we then propose that we should request some Fridays to be able to be within the prescribed time as required by the <coughs> by parliament so that we our report can then be tabled before that as I've indicated. And then um on 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 the on Wednesday October then we'll meet with the other three entities um and then i suggest that uh, um because it will be a committee week um, we should add those provinces that were they would have uh, been mentioned by the auditor general uh, uh, their findings around the the the, the, the issues with, uh, from auditor general So, uh, so that we can then spend the the Wednesday of the 19th, if it's still a committee week, usually we're given two weeks. Uh, then, and then on Friday, then we then 
uh, consider and adopt the report. Um, and then um, on the 26th of October, as we have agreed in one meeting that we need to invite Metro municipalities. <coughs> um, our suggestion is that uh, we will then um, on the 26th, we will then have uh, meetings with the metros, those metros as identified, and then there is a proposal that on the 27th, uh, on the 27th, 29th, there is a petition on the complaint of Vembe district, uh, which was um, the speaker has referred to uh, three committees which were part and there is a proposal that on Thursday um, to twenty-nine, there must be a visit to that area to talk to stakeholders um, and, and then on the coming Wednesday on the 2nd of November we then take the last uh, natures and then um, on the 6th to the 4th, and then we go to Northwest for public hearing. Um, and then <coughs> and then on that day, <coughs> on Friday the 5th, when we are at Northwest, uh, we'll utilize the evening to meet with the uh, Ramkua petitioners um, and, and, and with the city of Tswane and Gauteng and National Department. And then on the 9th of November, we suggested that we must actually uh, uh, have a department to come and present the strategy on to deal with the uh, title did it will be an interactive um, um, discussion. <laughs> how do we how do we foster the strategy uh, the, the the issuing of title deeds to to communities? Um, and then on the sixteenth of November, which will be my birthday, there there is a proposal that uh, we should have a discussion on the, starting the discussion on the bill itself. Um, um, no, on, on the 13th to the 14th, um, 11, 11 to the 13th, uh, we'll have uh, the last public hearing in Western Cape. And then uh, 16 November, we then take the the organization that they've submitted uh, their their input um, on the bill um, through the advert that was made um, on the bill. And then on the 18th of November, we, we continue with the, we get the response on the issues 
affecting the bill from the department, the ones that we, uh, um, members would actually identify and those that have been identified even during the discussion that we <laughs> we have with the department. And on the 23rd of November, then we go into the formal stage of reading clause by clause and the committee deliberate on the bill and take it uh, public submission and response into account, uh, clause by clause deliberation and proposed amendment by the committee. And then on the 24th of November, then the formal stage, reading clause by clause, the committee deliberate on the bill, taking um, again, um, because they will be sitting, we believe that uh, <clears throat> uh, if we we are not done, we can still proceed because um, we will have half days to deal with those uh, with those issues, and then on the ninth, then we will then deal with the A list, uh, which is part of the the process of the of the of the bill itself and then on the 2nd of December uh, then the B version of the bill will be presented and for adoption by the committee. Um, can we scroll it down now? And th that is uh, the proposal of the program. You know, it's uh, and there is a, we received the invitation from the department on the they are hosting the UN again uh, as part of the uh, implementation of the what they've agreed on the um, on the on the on, on the commitment that they've made at the conference on the issues of informal settlement which is the 16th and the 17th, I think, of, 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 of October. So we have made uh, application um, so that uh, members can, those that are available can then be part of those discussion and, and understand better how the world and the uh, <clears throat> The national government are intended to deal with the issues of informal settlement. That is the program, honorable members. Can we get the reaction from the program? Um, <clears throat> honorable um, um, uh, honorable Eman Powell, can I get another hand? Honorable Emma? Achei. Hi, Chair. Yes. I've got load yeah. shedding and the signal's bad, so I hope you can hear me. Um, just a few points. That latest point that you raised, the UN resolutions, where will that take place? Is that by Zoom? Secondly, um, about two terms ago when the committee adopted, when our committee adopted the report on recommendations related to the stabilization of the Housing Development Agency, one of the recommendations contained in our committee report was that we received quarterly reports on the stabilization and turnaround plan of the HDA. This past term, we haven't had a meeting on that issue. And I note that 
we are not going to be deliberating on that in the in the fourth uh, term either. So can I just have your response about how we plan on uh, implementing our own resolution in that respect? Then um, I am really glad to see that we've got these meetings on the USDG expenditure scheduled, obviously also noting that we'll be able to get the fourth quarter um, final reports on expenditure from these metropolitans. We had met physically with the various provinces on the issue of the block project. Um, I know that costs might be an issue, but it might be an idea for us to also physically meet with these uh, respective MMCs and um, executive directors from the relevant municipalities. Then in in regards to the issue on the agenda um, that the the National Department of uh, Human Settlements is going to respond to the issues that were raised during the public hearings, I think that it might be an idea for us to include or to invite COGS to that meeting because a lot of the issues that were raised during the public hearings were with respect to the competencies, the constitutional competencies of municipalities. So a lot of the district and local municipalities. And I think that the department, the national department, may be hamstrung in their ability to respond uh, from a municipal perspective. So perhaps if we could get Cogta in the room, that might assist. And then lastly, Chairperson, and most importantly, I sent you an email um, a number of weeks ago. It was before the, the start of the third term, asking that our committee have an urgent deliberation with the National Minister of Human Settlements on the crisis of land invasions. Um, it's an issue that keeps coming up in almost every uh, committee meeting. And uh, as a committee member, I'm within my rights to request that we deliberate on an issue, as is any member. I'm concerned to see that, again, that issue is not reflecting. Time has not been made for that discussion in the upcoming term. Can I have your undertaking as to when we will be able to schedule such a discussion? Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Powell. Can I get any other input before I talk to so that I must respond on issues or all of them? Uh, Honorable Zeki. Chair, uh, I always approach the program as a flexible program because there may be issues that would need to change and I accept it as a base for us to work. The only comment that I want to add, it's on the invitations of the metros. That on the invitations of the metros, yes, I see it's about how they utilize the USDG. I'm not sure whether that will be inclusive of the issues of uh, this issue that we always talk about, Chair, managing the beneficiaries where there's been allegations that councillors come in and leave the other uh, previous uh, list that was there. And generally, how as as, as metros manages the issues of uh, beneficiary list and as metros how do they respond 
to the grievance of people, like uh, where a house is not uh, well built, their relationships with the NHBRC. You know, the experience that we have gone through, it's so broad in relation to the activism of these metros and municipality at large. So if that uh, question of the USDG will allow us to ask those questions, I'm fine, or you could, like what you did last, when we're inviting provinces, you had a template of saying, this is our issues that I would want the provinces to talk to. Maybe we could do the same with uh, the metros not to have this uh, blanket uh, agenda, but under it to have specifications like the issues that I've raised. On what your member Powell is raising, Chair, I think member Powell must not accuse us of not getting a report of the HDA in the previous three months. Indeed, it was agreed that from time to time we'll get a report There's nothing wrong for Member Powell to remind the chairperson to say, Chair, can we get the latest on the developments of uh, the HDA? Not to make as if there's something that we are hiding. It's a decision of the committee that will get reports from time to time. And then on quarterly reports, when the department comes, There's nothing wrong for us to ask that question if it's not on the agenda. And then if it's not there, the department can further send us a report if it was not part of their report when they present to us. So, Member Powell, that is an open uh, debate and uh, that has no constraints in us getting that information. Thank you, Chair. Um, thank you, Honorable Tseki. Uh, um, one on the on the on the issue of the HDA, as um, um, Honorable Powell, um, we we are going to meet with HDA um, as part of the annual report. They are there on the agenda. Um, and and the the annual reports actually tells us actually explain us even better to members whether HDA was able to stabilize was been able to be stabilized um, <coughs> because the annual report talks to the issues of HDA and HDA the board. And the and the executive of the HDA would be coming to if you got to go up go up on the program Sabelo on the Wednesday on one Wednesday where we're going to as part of the discussion on the B triple R. And 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 the 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 annual report 
department and its entity will be explaining how did they implemented the program. Uh, Honorable Masuta, can you switch off your mic? How they 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 were able to implement the program of their department for that financial year. Uh, um, so those those issues can still be discussed if we feel that in the because the auditor general is going to even to help us to understand whether indeed what the HDA was saying they are doing, whether they were able to do it and will then be able to uh, take uh, uh, decisions, proper decision with the inform uh, in uh, inside of the annual report. Uh, the, 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 the second issue on informal settlement um, um, meeting is going to, I think it's going to be held in Johannesburg. Uh, I don't have the letter with me, um, whether it's in Beachwood or Coliso can just uh, write the message on the, on the, on the, on the, on the chat so that uh, members can can see where it's going to be held. The third issue in terms of the metro that the proposal to meet with metros in the in the <clears throat> physically um I, I think um, um, personally, I don't have a, I don't have an issue on it. It will be helpful for for members um, um, for, if it's going to be helpful for members. I think the meeting can agree. Um, on the last one, on the on the issue of invasion, uh, honourable power. Um, you are correct. That is, it's, it's a, it's an important discussion that we, we needed to have. Um, but if you look at what we have done, we have prioritized the issues that affect the B triple R and the bill itself because um, <clears throat> our view is that. With the with the with the bill itself, we should have much more time. We should finalize the bill so that by this year, so that we give enough time for NCOP to 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 <clears throat> to take um, their processes uh, without uh, any pressure, because this is uh, Section seventy six bill, and if we want. <laughs> It's our interest, all of us, is to see this bill being uh, adopted by Parliament um, with the inclusive of uh, NCOP. We should then uh, um, 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 agree that they needed their, the enough time for them to do the processes that we have done ourselves. <laughs> that that is why we have we are fun we we are formalizing the we we are 
we are proposing that we must finalize um, the bill so that next next year would have enough time to look at other issues. Um, the issue that of invasion, um, I think we'll, we'll start with the discussion. When we meet with metros, let's start there to understand what is the problem with the metros. Why, why are they not implementing the legislation as a put forth as 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 um, enacted, and then we'll then understand what are the challenges. At the time we call the minister, we'll then all of us will have a clear understanding of one of the what is the problem, why the, the municipalities are not actually acting within the legislation of making sure that they stop that uh, land invasion, um, where there's the issues of capacity, uh, because most most of metros, they've got more budget than provinces. It cannot be only the issue of the budget. So, so that we'll have that, those understanding. And then when we have that discussion, um, and there was, an, um, again, the the proposal on the committee, which we, we thought we would put it in the next, um, uh, on the workshop that we have agreed that we needed to have the workshop um, around issues of housing. What what, what are the bottlenecks that, um, that are existing in the system for us to be able to, to, to provide uh, of course, through through department uh, sustainable human settlement in the country, which will include land invasion, um, the the all 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 the issues that uh, affect uh, the, the the provision of 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 of, of houses uh, or. Uh, having integrated uh, human communities um, in, 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 the, in, in, in the country. So, <clears throat> so that is still there in the system. In, in, in the, we've packed it, uh, but we have to, in terms of the law, we have to prioritize the, the BRRR. We cannot, uh, we cannot postpone that. It's, it's a requirement of the law. <clears throat> so th- those are the issues, uh, honorable members. Um, I see there is a... Um, honorable um, Powell and Honorable uh, Brett Heron. Thanks, Chair. Thank you for the responses. My battery's on 5%, so it may die. Um, I just wanted to say that in respect of the HDA stabilization plan and the report that was adopted by this committee, we're currently in dereliction of our own undertakings as a committee. So I would like to suggest that that is a statutory requirement of this committee. Um, and we did, as a committee, take an undertaking on how frequently we would meet to receive stabilization reports from the entity, which we haven't done. So our committee is going to need to adopt a revised report 
um, in terms of our original undertakings because it wasn't, as Honorable Teki said, a, a decision to from time to time. We had in the actual report itself inserted a specific time periods which was agreed to by the committee at the time. Sabella can pull that report up for us. Uh, my concern is that our committee has not uh, has not performed the function that it, it itself undertook to perform. Thank you, Chair. But but you are not telling the truth, Honourable Power. The decision was taken uh, in the last uh, uh, quarter we have met with HDA. I'm saying we're going to meet with the HDA this coming quarter, which is the, we said, the quarter. And, and I'm saying <laughs> the HDA would be dealing with the annual report. But in the process of the annual report, then the committee would then be able to assess whether there has been that stabilization in the HDA. Honorable Heron. Thanks, Chair. Uh, Chair, you can guide me if this um, request is out of order, but I've been wanting to ask the committee to deal with or to get a report um, at some time in the future. Um, and maybe it's, there's no time in this fourth pro- quarter program, but on the the work of the policy and legal review teams um, that the, I don't know if the, I mean, I'm new to the committees. I don't know if the committee's already received the outcome of the pilot's work. Um, it, the pilot is under, was established in October 2018 to review um, the housing code and the policy frameworks for developing human settlements in South Africa. The team was disbanded in October 2021 um, and I'm not sure if the committee's ever received a report on the outcome of that work and what progress was made. And if we, if not, if we can schedule it at some point, please. Um, I think your, your, your proposal is welcome, um, Honourable Heron. Uh, I think um, um, I think Sabel probably is noting as because we is going to present the APP that for next. Uh, um financial year uh, which will will then be able to um put um, um the proposal as you put uh, honorable Harold. i think uh, you're welcome on your input honorable seki has moved for the adoption of the program can i get the seconder Yeah, I second. Uh, Honorable Heron, second. Thank you very much. The program would be as indicated in the next uh, term. Um, <clears throat> can we then go to the the last item on the agenda, which is the strategic, the review of strategic plan, or and the APP for. 2022 23 uh, Sabelo. Yes, sir. <clears throat> okay, honorable members. So, with regards to the 
the street plan. Um, it is um, discussed in the Sabelo. following. Yes, Chair. Sabelo, uh, you have not put anything on the screen. Um, I think we have jumped the, the minutes. Sorry. Uh, this minute has been going forth and um, back. Can we? Can I get members to adopt the, that the minutes in terms of the program uh, before we go into the the strike plan and the AP, APP? Uh, in the last in the last meeting, we didn't have a quorum to adopt the minutes, and um, that minutes of the twenty five of um, what August, I think. Um, in and uh, in the other meeting, there was no seconders, and and maybe members must indicate whether is it the right if people thinks the meeting or oh, twenty five of May. <laughs> um. Can we then get the the mover for the adoption of the minutes? What what is the problem with the minutes, honourable members? It may be. There was a specific item that I think uh, had some arguments. I can't remember it. what is it. So if that matter is clarified, maybe you can guide us and then we can adopt the minutes. Which, 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 uh, Uh, that's why I'm saying I can't remember, but there was an argument uh, uh, in the previous. That's why these minutes could not be adopted. And uh, we referred them back for them to be reworked. So it just they came, Yes, the minutes, because Koliso uh, was not there and they asked the intent to take the minutes. And uh, the committee said that minutes should go back to be reworked, and the minutes when we were taken back and reworked was tabled in the one meeting, and uh, there was no second. That, uh, Honorable Sufai proposed the, the the adoption. There was no second, and then we then said that it must the minutes must must go back. Um, we bring the minutes back, uh, but the day we are supposed to adopt it, there was no quorum. Uh, we have lost members uh, because of the load shedding. Chairperson. Uh, yes, uh, Honorable um, Mokutu. 
Oh, I was just requesting that Sabelo scroll back to the roll call so that one can be able to see it. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Okay. Honorable uh, Powell? No, it's fine. I was going to ask the same thing that, that the committee secretary take us through the minutes. Okay. Okay. On that, uh, on that note, oh no, I think she's saying she wanted to see the roll call. On that note, Chair, I want to propose adoption of these minutes. The minutes has been adopted, uh, proposed. Uh, the, there is a proposal for the adoption. Can we get seconders? Chairperson, I've asked if we can go through the minutes. Has that been overruled? Oh, you want to go again through the minutes, but you had these minutes. No, well, it was just that there weren't the, all of the members were not. I was in the meeting, but we didn't have quorums. So there will be a lot of members that are on this meeting now that have not seen, have not gone through the meeting. So that's why, because uh, we, we didn't actually have a quorum. So that's why I request that we go through them uh, now. Um, Sabelo, can you take us through the minutes? Hey, Chair. Um, opening and welcome. The committee secretary opened the meeting and welcome all in present. She requested members and guests to observe a moment of silence for meditation or prayer. She then presided over the election of the acting chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Human Settlements as stipulated in Rules 159 of the rules of the National Assembly. Uh, Honorable Sefwai seconded by um, uh, Honorable Zeki, nominated Malachi as the acting chairperson. Honorable Malachi accepted the nomination and presided over the meeting. Mr. Malachi, the acting chairperson, welcomed members and the delegation from the SIU the chairperson requested all to observe a moment of silence uh, for prayer or meditation. He then requested the SIU to present. The apologies, um, the apologies, uh, the, the, the chairperson, Miss um, M. Simenya, who indicated that she would not, she would join the meeting later. Consideration and adoption of the agenda. The chairperson tabled the agenda of the day and invited members for its adoption. The agenda was adopted with amendments. Uh, briefing by the Special Investigating Unit on Housing Matters. Advocate Mutubi, head of SIU, made a brief introductory remarks and Ms. D. Hosheng made the presentation to the committee. The presentation covered the legislative mandate of the SIU, its vision and mission, consequence management, SIU strategic focus, the Limpombo HDA procurement process for temporary residence accommodation, three matters relating to the Eastern Cape, Mpumalanga, Free State, and Gauteng Department of Human Settlements, and a new 
allegation received. In his opening remarks, Advocate Mutobi uh, indicated that uh, all new allegations were under consideration and he assured the committee that they would uh, speedily. Advocate Mutobi. Thank you very much, Honorable Masuta. Yes. Uh, okay, thanks, Honorable Masuta. Masuta. Uh, Ad- Advocate uh, Motivi indicated that all new allegations were under consideration, and he assured the committee that they would speedily assess. He stated that it was very clear that the was a disregard for processes of procurement under national state of of disaster. He further indicated that he was, that there was evidence that uh, in some instances there was corruption and profiteering. The evidence also showed misrepresentation in various investigations, particularly in the Limbombo investigations. There was evidence of poor or incomplete service delivery. He assured the committee that service providers would face both litigations and criminal actions as consequence management measures. He indicated that some municipalities in the Eastern Cape agreed to terminate contracts due to irregular expenditure. This was to ensure that municipalities eliminate liabilities. The matter relating to asbestos was underway and the investigation was complete. The Hawks and the National Prosecuting Authority had taken the investigation to the High Court for civil recoveries. There was delays in the Houting human settlements recovery process, which was instituted in 2018. This was due to delays in the High Court caused by other litigations. A special tribunal was then created by the president to avoid delays in the process. Deliberations, the portfolio committee welcomed the briefing by the SIU, the Department of Human Settlements and the HDA. The committee raised the following issues relating to the presentation. A member indicated that he was the executive of the justice portfolio for five years and had first-hand experience with the SIU. He indicated that he was a reoccurrence, was a reoccurrence of gross transgression in human settlement sector within all three spheres of government. Accountability was hampered because national government had no authority to take actions in other two spheres of government, which is uh, province and local and local level. There was a disjuncture in the sense that a, a municipality can choose not to take action against their own councillors. In other spheres, procurement was done by officials, but at local government level, uh, this was done by councillors. The issue with this was that councillors then get uh, burdened by all kinds of small cases and sundry. 
He asked whether there was an alternative way to manage the volume of duty, duties that the councillor were dealing with. This would ensure that impunity does not persist purely on the basis that it was not possible to round up all the thousands of transactions all, all the way down to hundreds of municipalities where this issue take place. He asked what the, the disadvantage of this was. A member indicated that the committee hoped the department was listening to the unethical conduct that was done by administration unit. The department appoints people to do work for it and cannot abdicate their responsibility. They need to oversee that work. The issue was that the department had appointed an implementing structure, which is the HDA. A member asked if the department believed that the HDA had all the tools and was well structured to exercise its functions. The entity was meant to follow the principles of project management and the department should ensure that this takes place. She asked how there was to be so many irregularities and corrupt activities by contractors. She asked, she said that accountability and protection of our people solely reside on the administration. She further said she was concerned about the issue of the issue raised by advocate Masucha that the national department had nothing to do with how local and provincial government behave. She was particularly concerned about funds which were sent to this to these spheres of govern, governance for housing and how national government could not take them to task about wrong about any wrongdoing. She asked for in for clarity on this issue. She said this showed how bad the government was with utilizing or with the utilization of community funds. In his response, advocate Mo TB indicated that at that at that time the SIU mandate was to investigate state-owned entities. When the SIU investigated a particular state institu institution and irregularities were found, it looked for evidence as to who was accountable. If it was a procurement issue, which was most of the time, then the report would take the reader through what the investigators looked as looked at, such as the procurement documents. That was how they were able to point to the BEC member and move up the chain of responsibility from there. When it came to project of the provincial at the provincial level, it is a similar process. For example, if the HDA conducts projects in the province, then an inquiry uh, was made in the extent which the HDA have delegated. The legal position of delegation was um, was that it does exonerate the person who 
was responsible for the delegation. And the HDA would be responsible for any irregularities. The principle of accountability points to specific process in a state institution. The accountability and follow through of the SIU's referrals remain a concern, particularly for disciplinary actions. There was a further process to monitor the implementation of the SIU referrals at a precedence level. Any referrals that had not been acted on would then be revealed and action taken. There was a concerted effort at the precedence level to help ensure accountability. The presentation indicated a number of findings against officials, such as six officials in Limpopo, referrals for disciplinary actions had already been made. They needed to ensure that the follow-up and that the officials were held accountable. In, cases, in case of irregularities, the SIU would begin the process of the process to implement civil litigation. The information and evidence was prepared. External legal counsel would be appointed through the state attorney and the legal counsel took the case to the special tribunal. The department or municipality was a core applicant so that they could uh, be a part of the uh, counsel in the contractors and recovery. Other parties that were cited as a respondent were the service providers and their directors. This ensured that there was a chance of recovering the funds when companies were liquidated. Sometimes companies were blacklisted and would liquidate, would liquidate but their directors would end up in another company. This defeated the purpose and was why the SIU targets the directors as well. Preservation order were also done during the civil litigation process. A financial analysis would be done of an individual or a company and where there was a legal basis, the assets would be preserved so that funds, funds recovered was fund, fund recovery was possible. <clears throat> Members asked if the SIU was going to recommend that consequence management be applied to officials who failed to do timely, continuously, continuous monitoring of provinces and disregarded prescribed procurement processes. The committee had long advised the department to empower the HDA to do its work properly. The department promised that they were going to do so. If the department had done this, then there was still irregular exp uh, expenditure due to them not doing their work effectively. Why does the department not take HDA to task? Uh, the member said the reason the HDA was a mess and was full of corruption was because of 
the failures of the community to genuinely do its work and to engage in regular oversight of as per the constitution. She said the SIU was remarkable and acted with speed and professionalism. It was world class and stands out in South Africa, especially since so many of the oversight structures and police system was broken, were broken. On the issue of civil recoveries, she asked the SIU to outline how it was recovering the, fu the funds, especially when the contractors failed as a result of their contracts being halted. What was the SIU's view on the internal condemnation committee of the HDA not finding any evidence of fraud that had been detailed by external audit for the financial year in which much of the corruption outlined in the SIU report took place? Would the SIU consider reviewing the funding of the HDA and the corruption that is internal, that its internal community missed? If so, would this re require a new proclamation? She was concerned that the HDA was not being audited by the Auditor General and that the internal committee did not have the requisite financial audit skills. In terms of the HDA's internal committee, the SIU would first have to do their own investigation into what the function of the committee were and what they have condoned. If they had condoned any matter that falls under a current proclamation, they would be able to look at it. Often, these committees were created by acting by accounting uh, officers and assist them in making decisions. Ultimately, it remained the decision of the accounting officer. It would be a, it would be submitted for a review by the SIU. If there were legal basis and fell under the under a proclamation, then they should be able to act on it. If it fell under outside of the proclamation, then they would amend it. This was signed off by the president. A member asked if the proclamation of R23 of uh, 2020 was still active as if it applies to uh, de-densification during the, pandem the pandemic. Out of 29 projects, 10 or 14 had not been completed, but the, but the SIU had only reported five or six. He asked if this proclamation was applicable to those unreported projects that had not been completed. In response, the report on proclamation R23 of 2020 had been submitted to the president, but they said in their report that if there were new allegations that came up, they were legally 
able to investigate them. A member asked how the SIU was dealing with the, adva the advanced payment issues in the free state and its take on the matter raised in the Rondo Commission implicating the department. In response, the SIU had an internal governance committee which interacted with the Zondo Commission on various issues. They were going through the report from the commission meticulously and if any recommendation fell under a proclamation, they would be able to implement these recommendations. There was not enough information on the advanced payment issue in the free state to present to the committee at this stage. Ms. S. Shabalala, Free State Head of, S of the SIU, said that she did not have enough information either. She would speak to the head of the investigation and let the committee know in writing. Members asked what national government's inability to control provincial local government meant for the SIU. Was the SIU able to give a clear recommendation to government about how to avoid this quagmire? What is, what was it in the mandate? Advocate Mutibi said that at that time, the HDA was an agent of the department. The department was responsible for the HDA doing um, its work properly and they should be proper witnessing and reporting uh, mechanism. The SIU was able to recommend to the department when it had discovered weaknesses in the system. The assumption was that the HDA would have a legal instrument that regulates their services, I'm sorry, their service to the, to the provinces and they had to be an agreement between the department and the HDA for them to execute projects. The HDA should then be monitored accordingly if the execution was substandard, the H, then the HDA and the department should monitor this and implement, implement changes. The SIU checked the legal framework and the procedures that had been put in place to monitor the project. Number five, briefing on status of the external audit action plan of 2021 20, 20, by the HDA. Mr. M. Shangane, the, the Director General of the Department of Human Settlements, Dr. T. Rashi Tanga, HDA's Chairperson, and Ms. D. Hoi Cheng, uh, HDA Acting CEO, made the presentation to the committee. The presentation covered the papers and the background of the HDA, its overall status of action plan, plans implementation, external audit findings, follow-up result, 
supply chain management and the measures undertaken to deal with irregular expenditure. The Deputy Minister, P. Trede, in her introductory remarks, stated that the HDA had come a long way over the past few months and that thing were looking up. The entity was, more, was much more stable and was working tirelessly to improve efficiency. The process to appoint the CEO and the CFO had gone through cabinet. The external audit found that the HDA had weak internal control in supply chain management and project financing. The entity had been working hard to implement the recommended changes and made sure that the findings did not reoccur. 86% of the audit finding, findings had been resolved and this includes all supply chain findings and strict controls have been implemented. To manage irregular expenditure, the entity had established a condonation committee among other duties, it would facilitate and advise on action deemed appropriate and would look at individual cases based on merit. The committee would also check if any, everything is recovered. The, the findings that had not been implemented were those concerning the creditors with Debit, debit balances incorrectly classified as, pay, uh, as payables. There was a pending investigation into the inconsistencies. It would be solved soon. Ms. D. Hocheng uh, said that in the SIU report, there were recommendations for Alana project, the first one was the, that after having paid two invoices of 2.5 million, uh, million total, the HDA should, not, should no longer continue paying Avantino. Uh, uh, the contract was valued at 15 million, but the last, in, the last invoices paid were those two invoices and the contract was canceled. The other recommendation was that they needed to place Avantino on the database of restricted suppliers to prohibit them from doing business with the state. This was a laborious process but it had been done. This was done by the national, by national Treasury after their submission. And they were waiting on confirmation. The SI, SIU recommended that they should deal with three BEC and three BEC members. Two of the BEC members were no longer working for the organization and the court, and the court case was active and could be heard on 24 June 22. 
it was recommended that actions be taken against BAC member, members for not detecting the fraudulent activities. The BAC member replied on the BAC report and did not do the due diligence that the SOU mentioned. One of the BAC member now only works for the HDA. The remaining two had been given warning letters and training so that if they were to be appointed to service on the uh, BAC, they would not rely on report alone and request the actual documents. For Duncan Village, they on, only had a preliminary report. The SIU would share their report, which was shown to the committee with the HDA. A member said that the HDA's presentation was a tick box exercise. The acting CEO, acting CFO, and the board were not responsible for what the committee had been in terms of 2020 audit report. The, submission, the submissions made by the office were scathing, but not personal as they were directed to the entity. It seemed like there was some work being done to ensure some changes, some change after three years of request by the committee. However, the presentation given still did not touch on the depth and severity of the crisis that the entity had been in. It does not provide a level of detail that was fitting for parliament in terms of external audit report. There was clarity on wanton disregard for procurement processes and there was a present concern by the SIU around the implementation of recommended remedial action. This had to be seen in light of her as well as other members. Repeated request to the chairperson during the COVID-19 crisis to conduct detailed oversight and to call the HDA and the then minister to account before the committee on procurement processes. She said these requests were ignored. Had the committee exercised the appropriate oversight at this time and had they performed their constitutional function appropriately, a lot of the corruption could have been averted. It was appropriate at this stage. Now that they had seen the culmination of this crisis to remind the committee that during the hard lockdown, Minister Sisulu or the board of the HDA was not summoned to appear before the committee and to account for the CO's hiring and firing. The appointment and dissolution of the board and the COVID-19 procurement processes that they knew were open to corruption. This served as an important reminder that when 
an MP submits a request to the chairperson on the basis of corruption, suspicion, and wanted to hold a minister or an entity accountable, they must do so at the time. They should not wait for two years after the fact and then see the materialization of corruption. She said the, the audit's findings were very severe. The HDA had received a qualified audit opinion with matters of emphasis for 2019, 2020, 2021. They did not have adequate measures in place to maintain record of project obligations. These obligations were misstated. The, the auditor was unable to obtain sufficient appropriate audit evidence for project obligations. Irregular and fruitless expenditure reached uh, 147 million by, 20, by the 2021 financial year. Supply chain management processes were not effectively maintained. Uh, internal controls and required prescripts for supply chain management was not complied with. The entity did not have adequate systems in place for identifying or recording irregular expenditure. Financial statements that were submitted were not supported by record and material misstatement in audit reports were identified. The audit report said that, open quote, appropriate steps were not taken by these, by those responsible, close quote, such as the accounting authority and the executive authority to prevent irregular expenditure, which by the end of the financial year, had reached uh, 147 million. There was there was negligent non-adherence to the KFMA and Treasury regulations. At the same time, the minister Lindwe Susulu was shuffling everyone in the upper echelons of the HDA. For example, the CEO was hired, fired, and then acted as a board chairperson. The board itself was dissolved and people were hired and fired. This was not withstanding the, the scathing finding of the SIU that regard a number of contracts managed by the HDA, findings of which indicated blame against the same, the same officials. In South Africa, consequence management seemed to be lacking. She said that, she said the country had some good laws and the Public Finance Management Act provided parliament and members of the public with tools to find officials accountable Section 65B of the PFMA requires that an executive authority, such as, the, such as a minister, which is responsible for, for a department or an entity to table 
in their uh, NA the findings of a disciplinary board and any sanctions that have been imposed by that board, which had which has had a case of financial misconduct against any an accounting officer or an accounting authority. Ms. Powell had written to the HDA saying that they haven't received a section 65 report. The minister fired the board and the CEO, and yet they had not seen any result from a disciplinary hearings. She was told by the HDA that no such section 65B of the PFMA exists despite all of the hiring and firing. Section 83 of the PFMA deals with mismanagement of an accounting authority and officials of, the, of public entities. It states that the accounting authority for a public entity commits an act of financial misconduct if that accounting authority willfully or negligently fails to comply with a number of PFMA requirements makes or permits an irregular or fruitless or wasteful expenditure. If the accounting authority is on a board, the act says that each and every member is liable. The HDA had told the committee that they have established an internal condemnation committee to deal with all irregular expenditure that dates back from 2016 up to 2022, and that the result did not show any fraudulent activity. This does, doesn't reconcile with even the most preliminary finding of the SIU. The PAC is a primary example. The committee was told that the, that BAC officials were arrested in 2020, and there is criminal culpability that points to fraud and corruption. This does not reconcile with the findings presented by the HDA. How is this finding possible given the number of HDA officials that were arrested in relation to Talana hostel issue? Some of the PAC members were given training and a warning letter. Are these the same officials that were arrested and charged by the NPA? What was the acting CEO's view on the findings of the SIU and the HDA not aligning? What was the mandate of the condemnation committee? And can the, mem can the members please be provided with the composition and the terms of reference of the committee? What was the mandate of the external professional, professionals employed by the HDA to perform functions related to the assessment of irregular expenditure? Do these experts have forensic audit experience? 
she said when one was complying with the auditor general or external audit recommendation, it was always a tick box exercise. Had there been a deep dive into the forensic component of this wasteful expenditure? Was there a forensic audit or investigation being done? What investigations was the HDA conducting into the activities of, of the previous board, CEOs, and the PAC, mem and PAC members? She said that she did not want to make this political, but they, re re they, they released a number of media statements about who those people were, who their connections were, and they and why they had been hired and fired. Are there any investigations going on into what happened there? How many officials had the HDA or the coordination committee recommended for criminal investigation? Given the findings of the SIU, it would be assured, assumed that there was gross negligence. Chairperson, my yeah, apologies. Yeah. I think uh, Member Powell is taking us for a ride now. We are also facing load shedding, and now our batteries are dying on something that we could have dealt with long time. I'm not sure whether country allows Sabelo just to talk to the minutes and close it. I'm losing the battery now. And we're, we're not going to have a quorum if we can lose you, Honorable Zeke. Uh, I, I, I support Honorable Zeke's request that Sabelo does a small conclusion. I didn't realize these minutes were 17 pages. Okay, Sabelo. Yes, yes, Chair. Okay, so the um, I think it was it, it it was clear on what was going on on the on on on, on the part that I read. I'll just I'm just gonna go to the closing remarks by the Deputy Minister. Deputy Minister, <clears throat> the response of the HDA. Yes, Chair. Talk to them if you can. In response, Dr. Uh, Rachitanga said the HDA was very serious about dealing with matters. The SIU did not find that there was a lack of cooperation with their investigations. They were cooperating with the SIU so that they can get to the bottom of this matter and do not wish for any more irregular expenditure. These cases were in the, man, the minority when compared to the other con contracts that the HDA is involved in. The board did not want these cases to happen because 
they want the public to have confidence that their resources have been placed in an institution that looks after them and is law abiding. They regret that they are those few instances of irregular expenditure in the vast amount of HDA projects. The HDA ultimately, the HDA's ultimate ambition was, was not to have any qualified audit because the prescripts of the, of the law were clear as to how these matters should be dealt with. Consequence management actions were taken against some of the officials involved. The matters of the SIU are still in court and the outcomes of these processes would be, help, would be very helpful and will be watched closely. The HDA asked for time to thoroughly engage with the SIU report. They only received a report when it was uh, presented in the meeting. Once they received it, it officially, they would scrutinize it very closely to make sure that the recommendations are implemented and that there are no re reoccurrences. Consequence management is not limited to employees of the organization. The HDA worked with service providers and it's, was a, well, it was important that then they see a trend of poor quality of work or misrepresentation by the provider. Consequence management is also undertaken. The contractors were often terminated. Um, there was also a clause of retention that governs their relationship with contractors. This means that the, that the HDA would retain payments if the contractors were were not doing their jobs properly. Consequence management did not only apply, sorry, consequence management did not only end with employees of the agency, but also the service providers. So that is the response by the HDA chairperson uh, in, in summary. And then the, the closing remarks by the Deputy Minister. Uh, she noted and appreciated the compliments towards the, the current board and uh, executive team. While there was still a lot to be done, it was important to give credit where it's due. The SIU presentation was very informative and painted an unfortunate picture about what had been happening behind the scenes. It was crucial and beneficial for the current leadership of the HDA to be exposed to the gravity of the work that lays ahead of them. No stones would be left unturned. Um, these, those who took advantage of uh, poor South Africans will be made will be made accountable for their actions. She was happy to hear. Excuse me. She was happy to hear that they are HDA officials that are in court. She saw in the newspaper that two of these officials were refused pay. This is a good thing and will 
teach people um, uh, people lessons. I think I think this um, this uh, this sums up the response of the uh, the deputy minister chair. And then the this is and the, then the the, uh, the chairperson thanked uh, uh, Honorable Malachi for leading the meeting and the SIU and the department for uh, for their reports. And with regards to the resolution, so based on the presentation, the committee resolved on the following: Miss S. Shabalala would liaise with the head of SIU in the Free State on the advanced payment issue in the Free State and would report back to the committee in writing. In terms of reference of the condemnation committee, in terms of that, sorry, the terms of reference of the uh, condemnation committee were established in relation to irregular uh, expenditure framework that was approved by the board and this information and the composition of the committee will be sent to members. I think that's it, Jefferson. So the meeting agenda at uh, one. Okay, that's the minutes, honorable members. That is the result of um, when a person taking minutes write each sentence uh, of of what members are saying. So, and we we acknowledge that this was the uh, intent. <coughs> so that's why the minutes is so long. Uh, can we get the move off of the adoption of the minutes? There was a clarity. There was a people who said they were part of the meeting, um, Dr. Kumalo, and um, yeah, Dr. Kumalo indicated on the chat that was part of the meeting. The 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 name must be added. Uh, Honorable Mohotu. Chairperson, before we move for the adoption, can I please make a request that Sabelo resend these minutes to us? But the minutes cannot be resent before it gets adopted, Honorable Member. Oh. It must be oh. adopted, then will be sent to, to you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Honorable Powell? Oh, sorry, Honorable uh, Powell, you, you, you Honorable uh, Doctor, sorry, you'll Chair, follow Honorable I, I, Powell. Thanks, Chair. Um, I just want to make a request. No, no, Honorable, well, um, Honorable Kumalo, I said you'll follow Honorable Powell. Oh, okay, my apologies. Chair, okay. what Honorable, your, your... Your response to Honourable Mahoto now that the minutes can't be sent before they're approved, I think that we do usually get draft minutes that are sent to us to read before the meeting. So, I mean, we can't You, you had the copy, Honourable Member. This minutes, yes. yes, you had the copy. So I'm saying, and uh, because he says before we adopt, let the minutes be sent to us. I'm saying 
let's adopt the minutes and then we'll send it to you, uh, uh, Honorable Mahoto, because we had sent these minutes several times to members. Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, then, once the committee is ready, I'm happy to move for the adoption. Um, Honorable Paul, move for the adoption. Honorable uh, Kumalo. Thanks, Chair. Um, I wanted to just make a request, Chair. Um, I don't know. I have a bit of a concern with the minutes and the accuracy because ever since I joined the committee, I think the the accuracy around my attendance, if you look at that, is probably two meetings that I've attended since I joined the committee, and that's not true. And every other time that we do meetings, I have a minutes, I have to, you know, make these amendments. I don't know if it's a copy and paste exercise that's happening here, but can I just request um, the Secretariat to please just pay a little bit more attention? Thanks, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable uh, Doctor, when the, the time you are raising the matter, I've indicated uh, um, to the staff that these things impact on members, on the tax returns, uh, their parties would then uh, have a problem that they are not attending. Please, uh, um, let's 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 pay attention uh, on that, uh, or we must change the the system that we are using and and put all members uh, um, so that um, you don't have to add one name all the time because you'll forget. Can we get the seconder for the adoption of the minutes? Seconded, Chair. Uh, Honorable Zeki, seconded. Thank you very much. The minutes have uh, been, uh, been, uh, been uh, accepted. Um, can we then proceed to the next item? Chair, is, is there no matter set usually after the minutes are adopted? The next item is matters arising. If there are any. No, no, we've, we've not put that on the agenda, but you can raise that, uh, Honorable Masuta, but it's not on the agenda because the, pro- the, the processes that we follow, uh, Honorable Masuta, for members to adopt the agenda is for us to put... Um, things that uh, we wanted uh, uh, them to appear, but I I I I I I sympathize with your request because of these minutes have been to and from, and the members might have lost the the gist of what was happening in the in the meeting. Uh, um, you can you can ask uh, the full the yeah. That no, no, I, I have no problem with the content of the minutes. Um, but I'm simply saying that to be useful, they should be more can, can I request that uh, those that are opening the mics, they must mute so that they, we hear what issues might, that uh, arise forward. We, we couldn't get you, uh, Honorable... Uh, yes, uh, no, no, I was 
the, the item matters arise and aid us to elevate which take Who can hear you? Who can hear you, Honorable Masuta? Because otherwise, minutes just become a formality. Uh, It's like We can hear you now when you say, can you hear me? When you start to speak, then your, your line become faint and uh, there's a lot of noise around it. Honorable Masuta? Yes. Uh, Your line is is bad. I think uh, this network, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me now, Chair? I, there's some witch from Limpopo who doesn't have to find a sangoma uh, in Limpopo because I don't think I'll find one in Gauteng. <laughs> Are you still hearing so, me? So, Are you still not hearing me? No, we, we, we can, but as, as I'm saying, when you say, can you? Are you hearing me? We hear you. Immediately when you start to, to, start to speak, the line goes uh, um, otherwise. So, and I lit, I lit inside my mouth of the phone, but it looks like that doesn't help either. Can Can you write it on the chat, uh, Honorable Masuta? You. I think it's a pass to the next item. Actually, it's, it's getting worse it's now. We can't, for me to we can't hear anything that Member Masuta is saying. That's why I'm saying if you can write... No, no, I'm, I'm saying let the meeting continue. Okay, thank you. But write I, I'm saying let the, the meeting continue. I'll, I'll, I'll let go. I'll let go. No, no, Honorable Masuta. Are you yes. able to write on the chat? Yes, Chair, but... Write, write it, write, write what you are trying to to raise on the chat and then we can, we, we, we can come back to it. Yeah. Can yeah. we then proceed then? Honorable Masuta, I'm afraid we'll have to... To close to close you because uh, the sitting today starts at uh, two o'clock. Uh, 
Can we allow Sabelo to present the last item and then you write it on the chat group? Meeting, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Comrade Mashi. I'll see what I can do. Yes, please go ahead, Chair. Sabelo? Yes, Chair. Okay, so, um, honorable members, greetings once again. This is the um, 2019-2024 strike plan for the Portfolio Committee on Human Settlements. With regards to the table of content, it covers the vision, the mission and values, mandate and the uh, parliament strategic goals and the situational analysis. Uh, Honorable Chair, with your permission, I'm not going to go through the the narrative of the uh, uh, situational analysis and the um, and the, the Parliament strategic uh, goal. I'm just going to give a summary, considering time. Now, with regards to the vision of Parliament, uh, is that uh, we want to create or improve the quality of life of all South Africans. And how do we get there? This is a mission is uh, by ensuring that um, the appropriate laws are passed and executed by the executive authority. And with the values is openness, responsiveness, accountability, trust team, um, team, sorry, teamwork, professionalism, and integrity. Now, the mandate of the committee is to ensure a basic uh, human rights enshrined in the constitution, which is to ensure access um, to adequate housing uh, by 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 uh, by all South Africans, and uh, this means that the the state should take reasonable actions to make sure that 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 right is realised. Now, the the mandate of the committee is to make sure that that happens, and this is done by um, consider, considering amending and passing relevant and appropriate legislation, uh, ensuring that the, uh, the organs of states, um, they account to the committee and the committee can summon anyone or any organization to, 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 to come and produce uh, documents or evidence on certain issues. Now, the, 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 the department obviously is working um, under the, 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 the white paper, the, the, house, the, the housing policy and strategy for South Africa. And the second section the, um, describes the rules of uh, National Assembly again, which is to exercise oversight over the executive and um, to, to ensure that um, uh, any body that is called to the to the committee um, is uh, uh, respond to, to 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 the committee and also monitor the, the 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 monitor and investigate and make recommendations um, to 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 um, relating to budget legislative prog- uh, programs and so on and so forth and then. Um, so the, the implementation of uh, uh, the white the housing uh, uh, the housing white paper or the 
uh, Housing Act is is done through the Housing Code, and this gives um, the, the guideline in relation to that. And then the section that took the following section on the, the provi provincial local imperatives relating to the provision of human settlements. It, this section acknowledges that housing is a concurrent function, and therefore the the there needs to be cooperation between national, provincial, and uh, local authorities. And then the following section uh, outlines the legislation that is relevant for human settlements, and most importantly would be the Public Finance Management Act and other relevant um, uh, legislation. And then how does how is this done? Um, this is this can this is achieved by um, state of the nation address. This is by the strategic and performance plans and the MTSF and the, and several reports. And also there is cooperation between um, uh, South Africa and UN. And the primary stakeholders is the all all department in the say in, in the social cluster and uh, the, 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 the entities that are supporting the department such as the HDA, NHFC and most importantly beneficiaries. And then also there are other stakeholders such as uh, police when it comes to the issues of land invasions or um, evictions and <clears throat> Now, with regards to the policy priorities for Parliament, they are key. They are focused on uh, inputs, activities, outputs, and outputs and outcomes, and then impact. With regards to the impact, it's looking at a long-term desired outcome, and this is uh, captured in the National Development Plan that um, we, the human settlement sector, wants to achieve. Sustainable Human Settlements by 2030. With regards to the outcome, um, is that the committee or parliament should show to ensure um, accountability um, of, of, of the executive. The output is, uh, this will include uh, bills, budget recommendations, and appointment recommendations and all the other um, uh, output that the committee um, uh, proposes to, to, ex to the executive. And then with regards to the um, activities, this relates to the mandate of the committee, which is passing legislation, ensuring oversight of the executive and uh, ensuring public participation and ensuring cooperative governance and international participation. Now, the input would be around um, the capacity that is uh, given to members to exercise um, oversight, and this would include uh, time for uh, committee oversight and ensuring that um, members, they've got capacity to ensure oversight and improvement on research and analysis that is that that provides deeper insights, and again ensuring public participation and uh, petitions and submissions. Now, the, with regards to the situational analysis, it basically locates the 
parliament within the global context and the continental pro, uh, context and also the national context. So basically what it's saying is that the, 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 the global economic activities also influence the work of, of, of parliament. And also if there are changes in, in, in the continental uh, outlook that will also uh, influence the work of parliament. Uh, socially, it is, uh, it, is it is acknowledged that human settlements is affected by increased level of urbanization. And there's, to put it in uh, quantitatively, that there's, uh, 60, there's about 65% of, 65 of the population to 70% is now living in urban areas. So when, when we are dealing with strategic uh, objectives of the committee, that should be uh, also taken, um, that should be considered. Also that um, the, the world now is living in the fourth industrial revolution and most, most people are using the internet and therefore that uh, should also be considered in monitoring and evaluation of the executive. And also these things um, should, should be geared toward achieving the objectives that are set um, in the uh, in the NDP in chapter in the chapter that deals with human settlements. Okay, so with regards to the uh, strategic objectives of the committee, the the strategic objective of the committee number one is to strengthen um, oversight and accountability. And how is how how is that done? So the committee exercises oversight over the department, its entities, and implementing agents. To, sum, to, to, to summarize that, it looks at the non-performance, uh, sorry, the non-financial and the financial performance of the department. And to go to specifics, the committee monitors all, all the programs of the department. For instance, it monitors the, the, the priority development areas. It monitors the, the, that the adequate housing is and improved quality of life is implemented. It monitors the spending of the department and entities, the, the business plans of the department, um, the national and provincial. And also just recently, we know that the, there has been uh, COVID-19, so the COVID so the departments and entities were forced to plan around COVID-19, so that also needs to be monitored. The, the, the committee also monitors performance of the department quarterly, the monitors the business plans of national and provincial departments, the spending of the USDG, the HSDG in all provinces, the implementation of mega and catalytic projects, the district development plan, the, 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 the finance linked individual subsidy program, the title deeds program, rectification, the release, let's say the acquisition and the release of well-located land and the housing demand database, the municipal capacity, the social and the rental housing program, implement, implement creation, and the, 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 the mortgage default insurance scheme, 
the implementation of norms and standards and the implementation of the qualification criteria. And recently, the minister has been speaking um, largely on the issue of unblocking blocked project and also the eradication of um, uh, mud uh, houses. And then also of critical importance is the, the, the issue of involvement of women, uh, youth and people with disability in the construction sector. So honorable members, this, this is your document. If I'm leaving anything that requires to be uh, monitored under uh, um, strategic objective um, number one, then uh, members can raise that. Now, strategic objective uh, number two, which is um, uh, strengthening legislative capacity. So at this point, the committee considers legislation that is referred to it. Um, and currently we are waiting for the Human Settlements Development uh, Bill. And we are currently working on the Housing Consumer Protection Bill. And um, we know that the the department indicated some time ago that they would be reviewing the Housing Act to Human Settlements Act, and that that will also have influence on the Housing Code. It would have to change to accommodate aspects that will be covered in the Human Settlements Act, and then the Urban Development Policy. Number three is that um, the the, 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 the committee should participate in international best practice, practices, activities, and the capacity building programs. This is done firstly through by um, a study tour. Uh, the committee has to decide on an international uh, trip in order to learn for, from other countries on how certain uh, policies are implemented or how, how their human settlements, uh, um, how their human settlements look. And also there are other UN um, habitat conferences that the community, the community, the committee participates in. And the fourth, um, the fourth strategic objective is to strengthen cooperative governance. And this, is in this is to is by considering um, all reports by um, chapter nine institutions. We know that just before the BRRR, the usually the AG comes and uh, uh, provides a report on the performance of the department in relation to uh, the, the the audit outcomes, and uh, the 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 South African Human Rights Commission the public protector, the Commission on Gender Equity, and also the Department of Monitoring and Evaluation and other, other, other institutions that would be relevant in, in a particular space. Ensuring participation, also this is facilitated, uh, uh, this is ensured by, uh, by conducting uh, public hearings on anticipated uh, uh, legislation. And also this depends on whether legislation has been tabled or referred to the committee. And also attending to petitions that are referred to, to the committee. 
So, honourable members, what I've uh, what I've said, what I've said up there, sorry, is is, is covered in a table form in terms of uh, financial years. So, when the uh, when the department says that they will they they will uh, implement a particular uh, priority development a number of priority development areas so in each in each financial year the the committee monitors the the, the performance in relation to to the promises that the department has made i'm not going to go through all the indicators i've read all the indicators in in the in the above in this section this these are the indicators that, um, for um, uh, for 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 exercising oversight over the department. <clears throat> so basically, the um, how how is evidence um, gathered to to ensure that uh, the committee exercise oversight is through reports and um, usually it's a, a, a four quarterly reports that um, that um, that are given. With, with regards to strategic uh, objective number two, which is strengthening legislative capacity, again, um, the, the, those legislation or bills that we are still waiting for, we are currently working on the on the housing protection housing consumer uh, protection bill, and then. Number five, which is depending the international participation or in the um, or international best practice and activities, and to to augment the capacity of the committee, we haven't done the the international study tour. Um, members need to decide on um, which uh, country will best suit. Uh, Best practices and activities and capacity building for, for the committee. With regards to UN habitat conferences, we, the, the committee has participated in one. And so they are, they are, they, it, 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 the, the UN has uh, uh, every, every two years, it has a, 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 a conference. So with with this uh, with six parliament, uh, we can also participate in the second UN um, uh, UN conference. Again, um, with uh, ensuring integrated planning and in human settlements, uh, as indicated, we receive um, reports from the chapter nine institutions, um, and that is. Uh, Influenced by the relevance of uh, of the report and also from the Department of Monitoring and Evaluation. With regard strategic objective, which is uh, which is number four or five, um, this is about uh, capacity development, and there there has been um, a workshop conducted. Uh, on, on the, there needs to be a workshop that is conducted on the works of the 
Department of Human Settlements. And also earlier on, um, we, 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 we had a workshop on the, on the housing code. Um, you remember when we were dealing with several projects that, I mean, several programs that are covered in the housing code, the qualification criteria, and also um, the, the, uh, the, the subsidy quantum. The, the last um, strategic objective is to facilitate public participation in, in community processes. And this is also through public hearings uh, for legislation and attending to petitions that are referred to the committee. And with regards to, to, the, to, to the risk, maybe just to give a, a, a brief explanation of what is meant by a risk in the context of strategic planning is the, the, the things that an entity foresees that there might be problems that affects the performance of, um, of the entity or the committee. So these risks were identified as follows. Long meetings often discourage members from participating and the mitigation factor that was proposed is time allocation will be determined by the chairperson. And the second risk is delays in the submissions of presentation by the department and the mitigation measure or the recommendation is deadline set by the chairperson for administration. And the following risk is insufficient time for the, for the committee to give effect to its program. And the recommendation is request additional meeting in time for the committee when needed. And the, the, as you can see today that the, the, this, meet, this meeting was requested because additional, uh, uh, additional program needed to be uh, attended to. The following risk is inadequate attendance of committee meetings. So the mitigation measure there is party political whips to address the issue. And the last risk is changing of parliamentary program affecting committee program. So the mitigation factor here is engage with authorities in regards to the consistency between uh, parliamentary program and, uh, and committee program. Honorable Chair, so that is the, 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 the five-year plan. And I'm gonna, with your permission, I'm gonna go to the um, annual performance plan, the APP. Okay. Uh, can you just uh, uh, move it with uh, Sabelo so that by okay. one o'clock we, we are out uh, here because okay, the, part, the sitting starts at. Uh, uh, two. This okay. Not Okay. So this is the the uh, the annual performance plan for twenty two twenty three. So 
the difference between the five-year plan and the annual plan is that the five-year plan looks at the the, the term of uh, of the of the committee or six parliament, and the APP looks looks at the yearly performance of the APP um, of the committee. Now, this is the performance is divided into uh, quarters and we. The financial quarters in the financial year, which are divided into into four quarters. With regards to uh, legislation, uh, we are now working on the on the uh, on, on on the uh, housing consumer protection bill, and this and this this bill. Um, the annual target is that bill will be referred to Parliament uh, this uh, this financial year. And then next year, they, they will be waiting for the bill, and we, we, the, the committee will take it from there. The human, the, the, the human, settle, human settlements legislation. We're also waiting for, for for that to be referred to the committee, and also that will affect the the, the, the housing the, the housing code. With regards to the oversights of the department and its entities. We, the baseline is four reports. And therefore in all, in all those things that we monitoring, we, um, for, I'm sorry, quarterly reports will be used as, um, as a, let's say portfolio of evidence Okay, so the with regards to participating in international best practices, um, this the indicator would be a study tour, one study tour. So this study tour will be uh, done either in the second or third quarter of of the next financial year. Then also, as I've indicated, that the World Open Forum has two conferences in. In the in the in the time in the time of the of the committee, so we have attended the the first one and then the second one will be attended as soon as it's announced. The public hearings. Um, okay, so the, the, the there are public there are public hearings in every every quarter, and also. The under attendance of uh, petition attending 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 on attending to petitions, um, the the their quarterly progress reports, and also the capacity capacity development. They were anticipating to have one human settlements uh, course for members, and also um, the with regards to the housing. Uh, code workshop, we are anticipating to also have one. With regards to the uh, strategic objective of strengthening cooperative governance, we are looking to have uh, uh, the, the, the baseline there is AG annual report, and we are looking to have uh, one annual report in the fourth quarter, and also one report on the Department of Performance and Monitoring um, in the fourth quarter. Honorable members, this 
this was a presentation of the five-year plan and also the APP. And I will now give it back to the chairperson. Thank you very much. Maybe you're supposed to start to say by have to uh, have this threat plan as a human settlement only. Um, yes, Chair. Yeah, Thanks and, for that. Okay. Um, can I get uh, inputs from members on the on the on the um, APP and the uh, uh, the uh, plan, uh, which is the copycat of that we had and at the beginning of the term, but just isolating issues of human settlement because we cannot develop a threat plan towards the end of the term. Um, we are still um, <coughs> implementing that threat plan. We can only review it if there are certain things that need to be reviewed. Can I get uh, members to talk to the to the issue? There is nothing. I don't see any hands. Can I get members to? Before we, we I move get members to move to the adoption. Um Sabelo, on the yes, on the on the risk number one, the chair does not have powers to, to allocate time for the meeting. The meeting it's allocated by the programming committee. Yes, sir. Yeah, so you should change that. The second issue is on the um um, I think the uh, the housing in Daba is annual. It should be part of the APP. Uh, um, yeah, and then um, the other issues on the <laughs> uh, strengthening the relationship. If we can see how we can strengthen our relationship with legislatures, because majority of the time, things that we are dealing with it's, it's was supposed to be dealt by provinces and they end up uh, arising uh, here in, in national because uh, maybe we don't have a, a relationship like when we had an oversight um, mm-hmm. uh, um, how can they we make sure that they continue overseeing those issues uh, that uh, we might have find with provinces so that uh, <coughs> It's, uh, we strengthen our relations with the provincial legislatures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can I then get the mover for the adoption of the of the strike plan and the APP?
I'm waiting for hands, members. Chair, it's Honourable Powell. Um, um, I've listened to everything that Sibelo has said. I'm not going to move right now because I would just like an opportunity to actually read it in a little bit more detail myself, um, given the timing of this meeting. So I am here and I have listened, but before I, I, maybe someone else can move, um, I, I would personally like more time to read it in, in more detail. Thanks, Chair. Okay. Honorable Teki. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Chair, I think uh, at some stage we need to practicalize the the plan. Uh, because sometimes I just see that we are moving in response to what the department says. Uh, not necessarily based on the mandate of the committee. So I would say maybe we could have another time to have it. It's not about waiting for the bills that are brought to us. We as the committee, we can initiate laws or bills. So it's not for us to wait, but we have the mandate as well to introduce like the law that uh, I think in my 2019, I requested the engagement on the Evictions Act, the PI Act, which is uh, the PI stands for Prevention of Illegal Eviction from Unlawful Act. Prevention of Illegal Evictions, yeah. I think that's uh, an act that I thought we need to do some serious amendment uh, as initiated by us. The other issue, Chair, is this capacity building. Maybe one day, Chair, you can invite a, a learned person in relation to human settlement. Maybe spend an hour with us talking to us about the same issues of evictions, like the people from Rebosa, like the people from other institutions that may not be of state, <laughs> to, to give us some 30 minutes presentation and engage with us for an hour, just to build that capacity and see the other sites that we may not have seen. So we we can leave that to you, Chair, and and work on it. Thank you. I I do adopt. Uh, I think Member Powell says she was still wants to read it. I do adopt with those a uh, few points for action. Thank you. Okay, I think it should be. Uh, thank you, uh, Honourable Sek. It should be added uh, uh, engagement with the stakeholders. You remember when we we're still human settlement on water. We were targeting Fridays to engage with the with the with the stakeholders, um, particularly because we believed that uh, 
the time that allocated to us as a committee was not uh, was not sufficient to deal with the issues of human settlement and water at the same time simultaneously. Um, Honorable Powell, I think Sabel must have to the issues that you raised. Yes. Yes, sir. Thanks. I had written in the chat that I support Honorable Teki's recommendation for. Um, an in-depth um, and a critical engagement on this plan in light of a number of issues that it doesn't currently cover, which is why I had said that I would personally like a little bit more time to engage with the plan. Um, and because of the timing of this meeting, I don't think many of us have really had that time. On the issue of the Prevention of Illegal Evictions Act, the Democratic Alliance has currently got a private member's amendment bill to the Prevention of Illegal Eviction from Unlawful Occupation Act out in the Government Gazette um, that will be tabled before this committee in line with the rules of parliament and uh, official parliamentary processes as soon as the legislative uh, unit for parliament deems that um, appropriate. It is, it is out for public comment at the moment. It is one of the reasons that I have been so insistent, uh, as Honorable Tiki has supported, that this committee engage around the issue of evictions, land invasions, and the, the, the current limitations of the existing act. And I think that it's, it's something that's come up in almost every single meeting with all role players from entities to provinces to municipalities. Um, and the National Department has made it very clear that there is no uh, current legislative amendments in the pipeline. So I thoroughly support what Honorable Tseki has said in light of the, um, the, the, the fact that this committee can itself uh, make recommendations and initiate legislation. So I think that we need to definitely add that to the plan. Um, I don't know if other colleagues have been able to thoroughly engage this afternoon with uh, what Sabello has presented, given load shedding across the country and the timing. So, I mean, I, I, I would personally support, I know the timing is limited, um, but I would personally support a, a somewhat more thorough engagement around this with a view to uh, further inputs. Um uh, but those can also be made uh, in, in in writing, I suppose, if we don't have time for a formal deliberation uh, this term. Thanks, Chair. Sorry. One of the things is that our plan, we're committed uh, our plan, plan needs to be submitted as to the parliamentary processes so that it gets engaged. Um, um, actually, I wanted it to, to be done in a manner that we would sit down ourselves and, uh, and, and start from the beginning and dealing with the constitution and our mandate and all those things. But uh, because these things has to has be has to be actually it's our input into the system of parliament, um, um, and and uh, maybe just to say that uh, um, we have to adopt um, and 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 forward our input so that uh, tomorrow, when because one of the problem has been that. 
some of the things we wanted to do, which are not planned, and you are unable to argue with the with the authorities that, but these things uh, you have agreed with our plan as uh, presented because adoption ourselves it doesn't mean that it because it's going to be integrated within the committee sections where all looking at the entire budget and because the APPs must be costed and, and, and the, the APP and the structure has to be costed and um, this will be our input into the system of, of, of parliament um, just to, to say that uh, um, I think we will add the, the issue of the the, 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 the proposal of Honourable Zeki seconded by yourself on the on the is it the uh, the eviction? How do you call it? Uh, yeah, the eviction act um, and and the amendment to strengthen it and uh, uh, as one of the legislation that as a committee, because that's what uh, Zeki proposed. We must deal with. Um, and how we'll deal with that, mm -hmm. um, members can then decide on uh, on that. <laughs> because one of the things that I must indicate to to members is that um, the the rules um, talks about the committees and and um, uh, the chair responsibilities to preside over the committee, implement the decisions of the committee, uh, not of individuals or anything that I do as the chair. It must have been agreed by the committee. That's why we bring the program to yourself. That's why we bring um, a, 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 we adopt the agenda and, and, and members has to understand that process or chair does not does not deal with individual we bring proposals of course uh, um, because we've got the support staff um, we give the proposal to members and members when you adopt those things we oblige as the chair to make sure that gets implemented but not individual things that people just wake up in the morning and write me letters and 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 say <laughs> this is what should happen. I don't do that. I don't have that mandate. The mandate that I have is to preside over the committee and implement, make sure that the implementation of the committee uh, reports and the house uh, 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 reports. So I just thought I must even clear that this part because sometimes they, you find that uh, uh, people think that I can in, I can take a decision, um, but I must come and present an account on the decision that I've taken to the committee. I don't have those absolute powers as an individual chair. So so I just wanted to to indicate that. So we'll then ask members, if there's anything that you think um, uh, out of what Sabel has presented and we have amended are not captured 
and you want it to to be um you can then write to 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 the secretary of the committee which will then should be corrected um as because as we are going to deal with the uh, the um this app you might find that there is a typing error there is the english there is this and that uh, which uh, um, as we we are going to engage with this this with the apps <coughs> uh, we might actually try to add uh, on, on on some of those things thank you very much uh, honorable members With that note, uh, if there is nothing, I want to propose closure on the on the on the on the meeting. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much. With that adoption of the APPs, then we'll wait for the any inputs from members. Thank you very much, honorable members. Whose hands is up? I see the hands, it was mine. Yes, you are. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, members. The meeting is adjourned.